LeBron versus MJ. We debate that often in sports. Where are you on the greatest of all time conversation? I'm very vocal. I think LeBron is the best player that's ever played the game. Um, he's six foot eight, 285 pounds, runs like the wind and jumps out of the gym. And more importantly, when he came in the league from day one, he knew how to involve his teammates to win. Uh, and that's something that Jordan had to learn for a long time. Now, if you go by championships, obviously Michael Jordan has more championships, but I think LeBron in any generation would be doing what he's doing right now, uh, all these years. And I think he, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that he's the best basketball player in the history of the game. D and Davis show. We are back. Last segment of the show. Uh, first off, man, one one of probably one of the most hated athletes in Chicago sports history. He didn't play here, but he was a rival to Chicago uh, Chicago Bulls. That would be one Mr. Bill Lambeer. Currently, right now, the head coach and GM of the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA. Yes. Won a couple of championships out there with them. I think maybe three. No, he was three, two three with. Two the, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit shot, right? And one, one with the L, uh, Lead Vegas. So, uh, accomplished, accomplished coach, uh, GM out there in the WNBA, two-time NBA champion in the, in the NBA. So, obviously, the man is, is, is basketball all the way through and through. But he was on first take, ESPN's first take with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith and Molly. What's Molly's last name? I want to I wanna say Rose. No, Kiram, Kiram Rose. Okay, all right. Uh, but Molly. Uh, but shout out to Molly. But uh, basically, uh, LeBron, uh, they, they asked him about the, hot, the, the hottest debate, obviously, because I had nothing to talk about, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. And Stephen A. said, hey, man, listen, who who do you think? Who do you think is the best of all time? He's like, listen, I've said this for you. He, he basically said, like, I said this for a, a quite, a, a quite a long time now. It's LeBron James. You know, LeBron James knew how to come into the league right off the top and know how to ingratiate himself and be able to play with other players. Michael Jordan didn't. It took Michael Jordan a longer time to do it. So LeBron James is coming right into the league. He knew exactly what to do, and I think he's the greatest. He said, I think he's the greatest basketball player to ever play the sport. So a part of me was like, okay, I can, I can see where you're coming from. I think I always say LeBron James is Magic Johnson 2.0. Uh, he's just a super, super freak athletically, uh, but he's able to – the cerebral side of LeBron James is just as high, if not higher, than Magic Johnson. Uh, probably not as clutch in his earlier years, but obviously he's just a freak of nature, and he's just – he's LeBron James. But then a little part of me, the, the, the South Side of Chicago – that's the rest Chicago. of you came yeah. out. Yeah, the rest of me was like, man, you on some BS. Let it go. We whooped y'all ass. <laughs> we whooped y'all ass. Listen, 91 came, and he was never the same after that. The Chicago Bulls came in and took out the, De took out the Detroit Pistons. They went to five Eastern Conference in a row, finals in a row, and they won two, net two uh, championships. He was even talking about how they should have won cute. three and no. But I was like, come on, dude. They, he took y'all out. The Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, they grew up. They took y'all out, and you still holding the grudge, Ken. It's like, man, come on, let it go. I mean, there's always an argument that LeBron is the greatest basketball player ever. Mm -hmm. That's not yeah. something where it's like, what? How, what? Right. I mean, but one thing he did mention, he was like, well, if you're going by, like, titles, which is like, yeah, we could, that is added into this, too. It's, it means a lot, Bill. But, but also, see, the problem with one thing that he was doing, and he was parsing his statement, where he was basically like, you know, it took Michael time to be able to elevate his team. Mm -hmm. One, Michael was in, a, was in a, but Michael was in a much rougher East back then. Very true. Oh, like, people forget, 
What that, that Cavs team was supposed to beat the Bulls. Every time mm-hmm. the narrative is the the, oh, the Bulls was better than the Cavs. Us that grew up with that Cavs team know how talented that team was mm-hmm. that the Bulls ended up beating. There were there were four or five teams that were as good or better than the Bulls back in those days. So it wasn't as easy when you already had and the thing about this. Like in the West, basically like it was magic coming out, one year coming magic and Kareem coming out. Mm-hmm. One year you got uh, um, uh, Ralph Sampson and Olajuwon, and then you may have got Portland, Portland. right? But but it was basically the the, the, the Houston uh, Houston made a Houston made an appearance. That's what I just said, Ralph yeah, Sampson. Yeah, Sampson, yeah, 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 and Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it's showing you that where the West was at that time, and of course Los Angeles was good. But out here you had. Uh, you had Moses Malone and you had Dr. J. So you had the 76ers. You had the Celtics. You had uh, the, the the Pistons. You had that Cavs team. Atlanta like, Hawks. Well, they were straight. <laughs> but they were they were good. They were I mean, good they, were, I mean they never put they never really put anybody next to Dominique. It's kind of similar to Ewing, where they they gave them a good three, maybe a third star, a third player. But like like Stark shouldn't have been the next player after Ewing. It should have been someone else. They never. Get, and have y'all been seeing some of the takes that uh our boy Charles Oakley was coming out saying about Ewing of late? No, he said something a week or two ago. But I saw a, a, a snippet today. Someone excerpt brother, and he was like, you know. He never really uh, – he basically said he never put us on his back. Like, if he had to take 30 shots, he wouldn't do it because he's always avoiding adversity. That's basically what he said about oh, Patrick wow. Ewing. Right? Like, yeah. I was like – when I said that, I was like, woo, you know he wish he didn't get traded to the – he stayed with the Bulls through that run. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jordan, like, hey, man, go ahead and talk about what we talked about last night. Go right? <laughs> right? So, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those – this is one of those things, man, when you sit there and go, and we said this early at the beginning of the show and when D brought up what would be really funny to see ex-athletes sit there and drink. And we were just talking about the, the, the hate uh, between both, both parties. It's not just oh, yeah, the, no the, the, from the Pistons to the Knicks. I mean, from the Bulls, it's from the Bulls back at them also. And how Isaiah basically doesn't rank Scotty as high as he should be. And that's the narrative of that team. And one is because they were the big brothers that punished them and pushed them to the limits. And that was the end of their. That was the end of their run. That was in a way. That was they, the end of their careers. They took them out. Yeah, it took it took it took them out. So they're not going to be like, yeah, I got respect for them, right? Because also they looked at them as being pretty, and also probably kind of using the bad boy narrative against them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where it's like, because in a way, the Bulls diminished the Pistons' legacy. Yeah. When you really nobody talks about that, the bad boys. As far as like, man, if you played the bad boys. Nobody talks about them and the way that they should talk about the bad boys. That was another thing that I think Stephen A. Smith did ask uh, Bill Edmund because uh, he said Isaiah Thomas never talks about them in the sense of they went to five Eastern Conference championships. They won mm-hmm. two NBA championships. But the thing is, they kind of was booked in on this Lakers-Celtics dynasty. Not booked mm-hmm. in. It was kind of in the middle. It was Lakers-Celtics dynasty going back and forth. They went in championships back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah, they was getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they was getting whooped by the Boston Celtics. Then they was then they was able to get to get to the Celtics, and they was able to get uh, those two championships, right? But then right after that, what happened? They were taken out by the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls won six out of the next eight. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, six out of the next eight championships. So there's kind of like, and it's like, man, that's that's unbelievable to win back to back championships. Back then, you know, back then, that was unbelievable. Remember, you nobody had, had three, nobody had three peated since what? Uh, uh, then the Lakers, Lakers three peat then? No, Magic never three peated. 
Oh, I thought he three P. No, Pat Riley. He he got the, he got the uh, patent for three P. Oh, but they didn't they, they didn't three P that that season. Like they hadn't. The only True. teams that had three P are the, the Bulls and the Lakers and like the old Celtics, Celtics. with. Yeah, those are the yeah. teams that actually won three titles in a right. row. Yeah. And you said, and as, as ben, Bill and Bill was saying, if Isaiah didn't hurt his ankle, because everybody remember that Isaiah hurt his ankle game, and then he jumped up and did the putback dunk on the bad foot. Like, he kind of even wasn't even the same. After, after that, the team started shifting a little bit, because that's why Joe, Duma, Joe Dumas won the second uh, finals MVP on that team. And also, they, they moved the ball around. Yeah. But still, they kind of took, they kind of, the Bulls obliterated their legacy. Like, you don't hear people talk about the great teams of the NBA, and they mention a Piston team that had to go through the Celtics and the Lakers to get what they had to get. You know they what I'm talk, saying? They, Nobody they talks talk, about that. Yeah, they talk about the bad boys at the ESPN doc, whistle, which was amazing. It was they really know, good. Yeah, they know the bad boys, they know the name, but they don't understand how great they were. They were mm. a great, yes. great team. Also, they was taking out, they was playing against those Cleveland Cavaliers teams too. Mm. So, I mean, it was just a different time back then. But at the same time, it's kind of like my man. It's, it still sounds like you're kind of hating no MJ. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you know. I mean, but I mean, it's a thing. I would say if he would have been like still pointed to the greatness of Mike, then I could look at it and perhaps think he he didn't have a bias in this situation, which is okay to have a bias when yeah, you oh yeah. you at the, the top levels of something have literally fought with people like Bill and Bears is out there throwing punches for this, mm-hmm. right? And at his teammates, saying that what Isaiah Thomas like broke his hand off his head. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, if I can get that, but you come on, let's be let's be adults. Still point to the greatness of Jordan. It's, he wasn't even really giving that to a player that is considered the greatest player. Which yes. again is just like, dude, you need to just and listen. I I kind of low key love Bill Lambeer to be a Bulls fan when he was coaching in uh, the, the the Detroit uh, um, shock shock. Thank you. Yeah. I used to think, but that was back in time where I used to be like, man, I wouldn't mind him being a Bulls coach. I think this was before. I thought that too. This was before Scott Skiles perhaps had maybe taken a job mm-hmm. or something like. But I used to, I used to open him, him and John Paxson went to college together, right? Yeah, he went to ND. He did. Yeah. He prob- yeah, you're right. Yeah. I used to opine for him to get that job, which, but this is the funny part. Now, it would have been a slap in the face of those former Bulls players, just like I felt it was a slap in the face of Lou Aldang when they mentioned Danny Ferry perhaps mm-hmm. being in, running yeah. for the executive VP thing. But, VP, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, also, too, um, I'm going to go into the depths when we go on my little rant about the WWE. Which go on your rant. All right. So we have talked about this so many times with from Dana White trying to get a private island, and thank God Mickey Mouse came in and said, shut that itch down. Shut that itch down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've talked about that. We talked about so many other stories for here on Dean Davis show and Dean Davis to flip about the greed that's happening right now when it comes to this uh, coronavirus coming across America, coming across or in America and uh, coming across the world. Right. So I'm the wrestling fan of this show. WWE, AEW, old school stuff. I watch it all, right? So yesterday it broke that WWE was labeled an essential, what's the exact term, Ryan, I'm looking for? Essential, essential business. Essential right? business. Essential business of the state of Florida. In what world is professional wrestling an essential Big. Orlando. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the the fact that getting the people back to work who work at these arenas, to get the people get back to work with small own small businesses that's around those arenas. I understand that it's a it's a it's an interlocked economy, right? Uh, that's just how it is, right? Intersectional. Right? Intersectional, yes, yes. Everything is together, basically what I'm trying to say. I understand that. 
But there is no way in hell, no way in hell right now, still the line from Vince McMahon, no way in hell I would go to a WWE event in Orlando, Florida. I don't care what the hell is that. Right now, there is no way. If you're dumb enough to say that the WWE is an essential business, you're, and you're dumb enough to go and give Vince McMahon your money, simple fact, you are a dumbass. It does not make any sense. What the hell is going on? The greasing of palms. The greasing of palms. Hey, I didn't see this article, but when you're saying this, because uh, I thought you were saying that they're essential, so they're still going to let them do the skeleton crew and record. In the oh, this is live space. tapings. Yeah, but uh, the, uh, the point I'm trying, but I thought they were taping live in an empty venue. They're taping live right now at the Performance Center. So, but you're saying he's, but how, yeah. you're saying that he's saying that they're, he's going to allow the fans to be in the stands for these things? That's my understanding. I got to see this article. Live state, live taping, because I, I did see this, that Fox and USA, they have to have so, they have to have so many live events. It's based on their TV contracts, right? They are still doing, in a sense, kind of like live events. There's just no one there. So it wouldn't make any sense to go around and say, like, oh, you're an essential business. The only reason, the only reason why you say somebody's an essential business, that means you're going to let people come to you. That means you're going to open your door to the public. It's the only reason why. Normally. Right, right? If you're or you're going to be involved with people. If you're an essential business, that's kind of like Jules <coughs> right down the street from Ken and I. You know what I'm saying? That's an essential business. It's a grocery store. How are uh, the Magic not more essential than the WWE? What yeah, don't you want those last few games in the playoff run? Isn't you that think, pretty you big think so, but, but this is what it is. Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm going to go air course. It, it is one. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and his wife worked for the Trump, organi- uh, the Trump administration. I don't think she's there anymore. She was supposed to be. I think, she, in fact, her, her title was like over small businesses. She was like the head of the small business division or something like that. So there is a link, and the governor of uh, Florida is a – Starts public, uh, starts Trump supporter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's his guy. So now you have all the squirrels. It's like you have to be. Why are you so greedy? I know the XFL just shut down. I mean, it was probably going to shut down anyway. You're right. You, you're going to begin the NFL. It's not going to really. Ooh, but matter you gotta, anything. you gotta look at it from. But this. damn, he's dying over here. He is. I know. I'm with you, D. You're 100% right. I'm just looking at Vince McMahon's perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You s- sold, what, $100 million worth of shares, of shares to get of- this XFL thing going? And it you was did done. it all right this time compared sure to the first time. It looked like it was going to be viable to the end of the season and mm-hmm. potentially get another season. You got the backers with ESPN and Fox and all that. And then a pandemic hits, and you lose it again. Lose it again. <laughs> the WWE stock, I mean, listen, they cut down house shows, so they're losing money. So I understand. I think Vince want- is ready to fight this thing. Like, he's <laughs> looking for the virus, and he's going to punch in the God air. Damn it, where is that? Where is it? God damn it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. It's in the air. <laughs> I understand that you want to get back to business. Listen, uh, the companies that we work for, yeah, I'm sure they want to get back to business and get in the public. Yeah, who doesn't want to make money? Who doesn't want to make money? But not right now. All right, real not, quick. You're not essential. Go ahead. Not, I don't think they're allowing people in the stands. So why would they call them an essential business? Because they were, gonna shut, they were going to well, shut them down. Because right. remember, Florida didn't go into shelter in place when everybody else did. So allowing them to be an essential business allows them to do the skeleton crew thing. They're not allowing people into the stadium. Mm. 
I just read the I just read the article. They said they're not allowing people to. Yeah, no, they're not. It's not that they're not. That's not what they're going to do. Well, it must what, be if, that the, the, essential, the, the essential thing is after the shelter in place, they were not going to be allowed to go and film because that's right. still a gathering of people. That was, like UFC, same thing with Dana White. Yes, yeah, problem. like that. So, so what they what that mayor did down there, uh, basically allowing them to do that, allows them to go back to what they were doing as far as filming the events. But they're not going to allow fans to be around the All state. All right, but even that's stupid as hell. It doesn't matter. Like you're talking yeah, I mean, about. I'm not a wrestling. I'm not even a wrestling fan. So listen, I enjoy some boxing. But I'm good. Listen, and, and again, boxing great fights happen maybe once a year if that. So it's not the same. But um, listen, I do. I miss my sports. But man, I got other stuff that's more important than this. And I mean, yeah. the fact when you see the thing I don't like though is how watching ESPN. I just come out and said, and how you can see how they're ink like man, they got to do something. You know, the, the economy is going to be messing. We got to do something. And it's just like, you're saying that because this is your job. I, I think there's Which a is understandable. Yeah, but I, I think you should be careful with that because it's something important and we're trying to save people's lives. Mm-hmm. And sports aren't that important. I mean, it, it's important to the economy, yeah. And it's important to our morale. But like at certain times, you got to pivot. Like yeah. that's just in life, you got to readjust. Like we live, especially in the first world country, quote unquote, we have plenty of amenities that, you know, people have it rougher than us. So if you take away a few of our toys, man, we should be able to make it up. I'm like, dude, I haven't been out the crib in, in over a week. Oh, oh, yeah. When's the last time, like, I, dude, I haven't hung out with anyone mm-hmm. during this mm-hmm. thing. Last time I hung out with somebody was with y'all. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I, it hasn't yeah. been any Dak Prescott, Prescott uh, dinners no around this. Pan spaghetti. Come yeah. on, kid. I guess you got you. You know, you so haven't it, used that uh, new smoker? And it, no, no, not at all. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and again, I, I'm trying to look at ways to come out of this better than I'm coming into it. You know, I'm finally kind of hitting that, 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 that where I can kind of get my scheduling together. But yeah, I'm tired. I'm going stir crazy. I'm tired of being in the crib. Yeah, but man, I'm lucky to have a place over my head that you understand the bigger picture. You have, yes. food, the bigger have picture. water. Yes, have yes. A, a comfortable uh, living at home. Have have for even the people that are in my family that have, have had coronavirus are still alive and kicking. You know what I'm saying? Not in this house. So anybody for but just so uh, there are blessings to to sit there and acknowledge. So when we're sitting here, and this is the thing like when we were talking about before the show started and the Daily Presser, and I was just like, I'm kind of tired of this as far as this administration. Mm-hmm. It's the joke is just, the, the gag is ran, run thin, especially when real shit hits the fan. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's just like, we're, I get tired of watching adults act like children 24-7. And it, partisan, or however it goes, it's nerve-wracking because these people have other people's lives in their hands and they've had yeah. this, they've had these people's lives in their hands before this pandemic over things. It was like, wait, dude, this is childish. What are you doing? Are you I doing? mean, like, so it's, 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 it's infuriating to know that stuff like this takes place in Florida, but still, I mean, it's par for the course when you look at the state of this country and that state in general. Yeah. Florida going Florida. Florida, right. Florida. Yeah. All right, Ryan, we, we had some notable can too. We, uh, we had some notable death sports and sports for all y'all. Y'all mind uh, letting all of this us know who unfortunately has gone home. Um, I, since Ryan is the Cubs fan, I will do the Cubs, um, former Cubs player, not former, sorry, former Cubs manager and also general manager, Jim Frey 
uh, has went on, uh, had that terrific 84 season, and mm -hmm. he was the general manager. He was the manager in 84, but he was the general manager in 89. And, those, and during that decade were two of the best years for the Cubs. And then uh, one of those phenomenal Cubs teams that didn't really win, but those 60 Cubs that have such a lo loyal fan base. When you're talking about Ernie Banks and you talk about Billy Williams, mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, the second baseman from that team, Glenn Burkert, uh, he, he also passed recently. So just for a Chicago Cubs family, it's really hit them hard uh, recently. So best to the, to, to the Cubs and to those, those two men's family members, uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, those guys had wonderful, long lives, uh, full of life. And uh, as they transition on, we only wish to, to keep them uh, in our thoughts. All right. Yeah, uh, what caught my eye, Tavares Jackson passing away from a car crash. He was 36, I believe, at the time. Yeah. 30, 36 That's years old. terrible. Single That's accident, terrible. single car accident. And I remember yeah. him with the Vikings. Then he moved on to Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was always Super Bowl. I remember in uh, Minnesota, it was always back and forth. Is Tavares Jackson the future of the Vikings? Mm -hmm. They had a few <laughs> years, so they were really trying to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then uh, also here in the Midwest, Carl Anthony Towns, Minnesota yeah. Timberwolf, famously said his mom went into a coma when she had uh, the COVID-19, but unfortunately she has passed. And they were very close. I believe they were still living together, like best friends, not like – Yeah, his know, family's like really she close. Was, she was like a big part of his training, his rookie year. She went to every single game, home and away. So just terrible to hear something like that, especially when you come from a household with a single mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think his pop is his pops around. I think his pops is No, around. no, he he's Ryan was talking about his life. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Carl Anthony's okay. Carl Anthony's town's father, uh Carl Anthony Senior, he beat uh he beat the coronavirus too. It was they both had it at the they same were both, time. They both had it. He was yeah. released from the hospital. Unfortunately, his mother was uh, was put on a uh, ventilator, and unfortunately, yeah. she passed. Yeah, it's very sad. Also, too, uh, uh, Hank Steinbrenner. This will be yeah. George Steinbrenner's son. One of co-owner, one of co-owner of, co of the Yankees. Hank and how? I mean, yeah, how? Yeah, uh, he had an illness. He died, I believe, today too. He was at the age of sixty-three. Yeah. So, uh, notable people, obviously, in the sports world. Uh, condolences going out to their family from the Dean Davis show. But uh, and also too, like I said, it gets touching uh, with Carl Anthony Towns' mother. Unfortunately, the coronavirus is uh, taking people's lives, obviously, and unfortunately, really hitting African American community. I'm, I haven't heard anything she had any kind of pre-existing conditions, anything like that. But uh, it's really affecting our community at, 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 in a alarming, alarming rate. rate. Alarming rate. Uh, but that kind of give you that kind of dose of reality, and it brings it back to the point. Listen, the risk is not worth the reward. These yes, we talk about sports all the time. We love sports. We all played sports, uh, but sports is secondary when it comes to people's lives and obviously people's families. Yeah. So if you if if it's not if it's not it's not worth it, we can wait to we can wait to see another game. We can't if we if we're not here, you know we can't watch the damn game. Facts. You know. Yeah, we can wait for a fake wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can wait for that. You, got the, you have the WWE Network. Just release the, just release the scripts. <laughs> hey, listen, it ain't fake. It might be scripted, but it ain't fake. Mm. Fair enough.